0: is a little bit different in that it's a partial recording from a personal training session an online personal training session that I had with someone recently who was asking me questions about the best home training to do via messenger and uh, I said look it's probably best if we have a personal training session online as they're not in the area, just so I could have an in-depth discussion with them and then provide some recommendations to them based on what they've told me. It's much better than going back and forth in Messenger for both people. So we went ahead and I did tell the person that I was recording it. Um, The reason I started recording what I was saying is because a lot of what I'm saying is really, really common problems for people that I meet um, in terms of their fitness and their fat loss. So I do find it helpful also to go back um, when I'm putting those recommendations in place so that I've covered off everything that we spoke about. We did talk about quite a range of topics, including the difference between exercise for fat loss and exercise for health, quite distinct. So worth a listen to if you've ever tried like this person to lose weight via fitness challenges Um, so going gung-ho for a short amount of time and then finding that you regain that weight and more and going through those cycles throughout your life so going through high levels of motivation into burnout like this person which is really really common So we were talking about moving away from that, how to track your training to know that you're on the right track and when to progress it. Uh, the fact that you are not going, you are not in danger of building huge muscles at home with one kettlebell, um, unless you're doing lots and lots. Um, but generally not for the average person. Um, the role of genetics in our body composition, how to take planned diet breaks and the benefits of those, um, The process of finding out what works for you rather than following a plan so there's quite a lot of stuff covered there's quite a lot of stuff that we covered which is stuff that I say a lot Um, if you have any questions on if you want to have a listen I've listed the different timings In the show notes, if you want to skip to a topic, um, don't forget you can also speed me up in your podcast app if you want to go through it a little bit quicker. If there's anything that we touched on um, as part of the discussion that you have questions on um, or you want to comment on, feel free to email me at coach at fitaf.com.au. I'd love to hear from you and know if you find this stuff helpful or if it challenges some of what you have done in the past or been told. So two separate things, exercise is for your muscle and the shape of your body, and it takes time. It takes a lot of consistency and it takes progressive overload. So I'm just going to touch on that with regards to your home-based training. Um, But yeah, exercise is not the strategy for fat loss. Food is the strategy for fat loss. Um, whether we like it or not. And sometimes people can follow programs without realizing that the program... I'm going to give a really good example, actually. You know those little green tea sachets that they sell and they say they're good for fat burning? Yep, so um, have you ever really, like, opened up... Have you ever tried those before or anything? Um, have you ever, like... pattern? Uh, pardon? no, any sort of product like that. So let's even say a protein shake, like a fat loss protein shake. Like what are they, what are they called? The uh, man shakes and what's the female one? Whatever it is. Yes. Lady shakes. Anyway. Um, so if you look at those and I don't know, I've never looked into those packets, but I have how to look at the green tea ones and so when you actually read the information they provide with these products a lot of the time they give you a meal plan that is protein and vegetables you know like that's so they'll claim that the product does the fat loss but it's the rest of the meal plan kind of thing um i've done lemon detox in the past um, a friend told me to do that it's disgusting but this was years ago you're just eating nothing like you know that's how you're doing you it's not the product that's doing anything it's the fact that you're eating nothing so i like i'm just trying to get your head around like making sure that you don't you're not constantly looking for a new exercise plan to do your fat loss because it won't so that's what i was touching on when i was saying pick something you enjoy and do it consistently so maybe an element of that is to stop second guessing yourself also um yeah but what i do want to talk about is um and maybe maybe unfollow a few people on social media too because they can kind of confuse you i guess when you see you know oh that person's doing this and they look like that and we all do it well it's because they they do work They work in the short term. They don't work for sustainable fat loss. Um, It depends what your definition of works is. Doesn't it? So, you know, yeah, those products work as long as you use them. But then what happens when you don't want to keep using them? Yeah, I did want to touch on, so you've got your circuit. I'll get you to send that through to me. And what we need to know in that regard so again it becomes tracking what you're doing and ultimately starting to do a little bit more over time so when you're whether that's in your sets and reps so as i said you can train with the same 12 kilo kettlebell at home ongoing and you're not going to build muscle because you're not progressively overloading it and especially if you're sticking with those same sets and reps reps schemes as well So your body needs more work over time to get that progress. In terms of fat loss, it's more of a question of volume, what we call volume. So that's based in a nutshell how much you do. So yes, doing more, a lot more exercise will increase your energy expenditure. Okay, but you've got to do a lot of it. Do you remember when we were talking about how like the energy equation, so energy expenditure versus energy in, yeah. So yeah, yes, doing a high volume training plan, that means lots of sets and reps and, and lots of exercises may increase your energy expenditure a little bit more. But when we're looking at the maths, what happens when you don't account for your food in that Okay, so you might be doing lots and lots of training volume, but you're not looking at your, your, um, your food intake, how much food you're having. I don't even want to say calories or energy intake, but that's what it is, how much food you're having. So you could be doing as much exercise as is humanly possible for your schedule. And you might be doing a lot and you might be burning a little bit more energy from that as a result of that. But... The other side of the equation, if it's not taken care of, you're not going to see those results. Yeah, And that doesn't mean eating, you know, you've worked with me before, that doesn't mean eating as little as possible because that leads you down a path of lack of sustainability. So we look at that approximately 20% deficit. You self-sabotage because that's the environment we live in it's our world right now, everyone is suffering. And I can say that as someone who works with people and someone who has suffered on and off myself throughout the last couple of years. Um, And we do things to make ourselves feel a little bit better. It's gonna be different for everyone, but a lot of times it involves food because food is heavily marketed towards us or it involves alcohol or something else. So it's not, it's not a problem that is just because you are hopeless and that's what we're told. Yeah, so you've got to look at it big picture. If you can take a step back and go, all right, I'm in a particular environment. I'm not saying this doesn't, this absolves anyone of personal responsibility. I'm saying if you take, really take a step back and look at the big picture, look at the environment we are in. You're lucky because you actually do a lot of steps at work. Not many people do, so you've got an advantage there. You step back. We are in an obese energetic environment. We're sitting a lot, and that's another thing that that we see when people try to address a weight loss goal through exercise alone. They may pop their energy expenditure up for that session. they may slightly increase their exercise energy expenditure for the day but what happens is then your body has a a compensatory mechanism that is that it will reduce your energy expenditure in other areas and for some people it increases your appetite so you've got that you can see if you can picture the scales in like not scales not weight loss scales but you know those two scales with the you know each side <laughs> whatever you call those um so, so yeah you've tipped the scales on your um by doing more exercise but then your body will compensate to bring itself back into balance it potentially will and but that doesn't mean it's hopeless either this is not telling you this to go oh well it's hopeless trying to do anything then it's telling you this so that you can be aware of it and you can say, hey, I noticed that. I pushed myself really hard with exercise the last week and I'm, I'm pretty sure I did a lot less steps. I'm pretty sure I sat down a lot more. I was kind of a bit tired the rest of the day and I was slumping around and like slumping on the couch and not doing much else the rest of the day. That's your body's, That that's when you need to go, huh. maybe I need to just adjust the the exercise component a little bit to make sure that I can maximize how much I'm moving the rest of the day. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then it's also going, okay, looking at all that stuff that we we spoke about in the um, 30 days fat loss course. um, Okay, let's keep a food diary. Let's trim back the unnecessary stuff let's increase protein where I can Um, and and the more I practice that the easier it's going to be to get myself into a slight deficit with food but one that also supports the amount of exercise that I want to do yeah so I know you're really yeah you're loving your exercise and you want to get a really good plan so send that through to me and I'll like give you some feedback on that and uh, give you some suggestions on how you can progress that over a period of time without busting yourself. So gradually increase your volume. As long as the main thing you're going to have to look out for is, am I recovering well? Is it, um, is it throwing up any of those niggles? If so, just need to keep an eye on that and rest as needed. So don't push through. Don't push through sciatica. Don't push through lower back pain. It's your body. Saying something, and you'll get there eventually, like you'll, as long as you just do that little bit of pushing and back off when needed. So that's very individual, and that's why I was talking about um, the online personal training service because, like, I can get that feedback from you on a weekly basis and then progress your training. if needed or back it off if needed in conjunction with you so yeah but I'll have a look at what you've put together and um yeah the main thing is just keep doing your habits don't don't second guess yourself all the time like I said to you guys at the start of the year you know you know what's a good way to eat and what's not not as such a great way to eat don't second guess yourself just tidy things up um and do it over a period of time. Don't do it in a way that you just burns you out. Yeah. Oh, you revert back to like old things. Yep. It's just really starting small instead of trying to do all the work at once. Uh, but we, we have a tendency to go, right, I've had enough of where I'm at, which is good, you can harness that. But I think it's um having realistic expectations for what you can do and sustain. And even if you break it down, if you find that you can do a couple of weeks being really focused with your food and, you know, smashing the workouts before you kind of you might notice like I go through cycles where I can train really hard for a few weeks and then I notice that I kind of hit a wall and I do have to back it off a little bit. So you can take advantage of um, the times where you can push through. And I'm not saying to burn yourself out. I'm saying to do it at the right amount, like go hard, look at your schedule, do your version of hard for two weeks, whatever that looks like for you, but not burn out. So you're not going all the way to burn out. And this is not indefinite. It's a two week block. You're going to make some progress you're not going to stop at the end of the two weeks blocks but what you are going to do is pay attention to your body pay attention to your mind is your mind telling you oh i've had a fucking gut full of this so i'm sick of this i'm sick of eating vegetables and i'm sick of when you start having those thoughts i'm just gonna have some maccas doesn't matter anyway i've been really good when you hear yourself saying those stories it's probably that you're a little bit fatigued from you know, the effort, the amount of effort that you're putting in. And instead of beating yourself up over that and going, Oh, I'm so hopeless, I can't stick to anything, because that actually sends you to Macca's drive through again. When you beat yourself up for thing or whatever it is, when you beat yourself up for not sticking to your plan and this this is evidence based, shown in the research. It drives you more towards those behaviours that you're trying to avoid. So what you need to do is go, okay, I'm feeling like I've had enough here. I need a break. But what I'm not going to do is completely wreck what I've done for the last two weeks. So what I am going to do is I'm going to give myself maybe an extra meal a day for, for a few days or a week And I'm going to plan it in. I'm going to put it into my meal plan. I'm going to plan to have some extra food in a controlled way. When I say controlled way, I mean versus the out of control fuck it mentality. So you're going to add a bit more food back into your and that's going to help you to recover. Now, some people will say things like, oh, it's going to boost your metabolism and reverse dieting. No. Well, yes and no. What it does is by giving yourself a little bit of extra food you're probably going to move more. So when you go through periods, and that, that's where that extra energy expenditure comes from. So when you go through periods of a bit of calorie restriction and maybe you're trying to add a lot of exercise into that equation as well, you're eventually going to feel, yeah, a bit run down, your body's going to downregulate how much you move. So give yourself that extra calorie intake just, and plan it in for five or seven days. It's, it's, it's a process of playing around with what works for you. And in that week, you might gain a little bit of water weight, a little bit of food, extra food weight in your digestive system, but it's not gonna be body fat if you've done it in a controlled way. Then what you do is you start feeling better and you go for another two week block. So you can play around with that, Doesn't it? it could be four weeks, it could be six weeks, it depends what you can tolerate. So we, we all have different tolerance um, levels. So I say two weeks because there's been a couple of studies where they've put people on, I think I might've mentioned them to you before. So two groups, one group was on two weeks on, one week um, maintenance. So two weeks diet, one week maintenance calories. And they alternated between that for 12 weeks. The second group um, did just 12 weeks of a, continuous calorie deficit. So they both had, they were both matched for calories, the groups, so they were both matched for their calorie deficit, but group one did it in um, two weeks on, one week off, not off, maintenance, so it was still controlled, like it was still meal planned and everything, um, but they had two weeks in a calorie deficit and one week of maintenance calories. The other group just did continuous calorie restriction for 12 weeks. The first group lost more body fat, the only different factor, it's not magic, is that the the first group was more able to adhere to the diet for the 12 weeks because they got planned breaks. So at the end of the 12 weeks, they had both been given the same calorie deficit, but the second group couldn't stick to it as well as the first group who had breaks. So they would, keep, they would keep bringing themselves more than likely out of a calorie deficit by not adhering to the diet. That's what happens to people when they try to stick to something that's, you know, uh, for a long term and, and not putting those planned breaks in. These are just different strategies. At the end of the day, it's the same answer. It needs to be a calorie deficit. There needs to be an energy deficit for your fat loss. Yeah, and how you go about that, some people go about it via various means that I would not recommend. Um, with varying degrees of success, depending on what you define success as, as I said, do you, do you define success as um, weight loss in the moment that you're following something to the letter? Or do you define it as, do you define success as you, taking charge of it and being able to decide how you go about it for the rest of your life just things to consider at the end of the day it's all down to um, your circumstances and your preference not what myself or someone else thinks you should do so those are just suggestions I've recorded myself so I can remember what I've said and type it up for you um, cause sometimes I forget what I'm actually saying. I didn't record on the, the phone that I'm talking to you on, just on my iPad. So it's only me. Um, yeah, just so you know, you so don't think I'm a creeper. Um, plus I record myself because a lot of the stuff that I say is so like, I'm talking to you, but I could be talking to about 5,000 other people right now with the same problems. It's not a you problem. It's not easy, because if it was easy, we'd all just be looking like fitness models and, you know, not having any problems with it. Or well, they're a bit psychopathic as well. Don't, don't forget, a lot of these people, a lot of these influencers, in fitness, they actually have eating disorders. And they actually don't have a nice life. And it's not until they've come out of that lifestyle that they, a lot of them will admit it. Um, so, you know, you just got to look at some of them and go, well, you know, a little bit obsessive. Do I want to live like that? You can definitely improve your, where you're at. We all can, but it's not that or nothing. We've all got, you know, our genetics, it does play a big role. We can definitely improve. We can improve on our, um, genetics by, via exercise and diet but we might not necessarily look like them because their genetics um, were already at that place yeah. or close enough to that it doesn't require as much effort as it does for some of us, you know, to lean up, to get muscle. I've got, I've got a friend that it takes her like two weeks to get muscles and she starts working out in her garage. She'll go through, she's massive, like, you know, wine drinker bloody couldn't be bothered with exercise she goes through phases like i don't know now she's getting a bit older it might be harder but her whole life you know always no i don't feel like doing anything i'm not going to do anything um then she'll jump into her garage for you know a couple of weeks and next minute she's um posing with back muscles on and i love her love her but it's just like mate Half of that is genetics. Yes, I do agree that you probably work hard Mm -hmm. when you get in the mood and you quit the wine and you get in your garage gym and she gets, but she gets results in no time. And, you know, it's it's also not only, well, yeah, genetics. So I don't think she's, like her eating habits are probably just very regulated naturally as well. Um, which means that those people just naturally, those type of people that are not so appetite-driven as some of us, myself included, they um, they just tend to naturally regulate their energy intake via subconscious mechanisms, and they don't they don't get it. They just go, oh, I'm really lucky, yeah. <laughs> no, she's a really nice person. Unfortunately. <laughs> She's a really nice person, but that's just one example I can think of. And Another one is I've got a client whose husband works near me and I see him every day and she would complain to me, he he eats mud cake every day. It's not fair. I see that man. He's on his feet and he does not stop all day. So yes, he eats mud cake, but he's still likely at maintenance calories. Yeah. Through his occupation. Yeah. Yeah, so once, once you know this stuff, it's not like I feel bad sometimes telling people, no, there's no exercise plan that's going to do that for you. <laughs> I feel like a bit of a killjoy because that's not the message that we've been told. And then I'm trying to tell you something completely different. It's a little bit hard to wrap your head around, especially if you have had results in the past via particular diets or via particular types of exercise. But once you know this stuff, it's like I get to do it however the fuck I want yeah yeah and it's not that doesn't mean that it's going to be easy it means that you've got to sit back and go what's not working for me what do i need to improve on and yes you can get help for that by me like so i see my job not telling you what to do i think i've said this to you guys before in the group you're a grown-ass adult it's not my job to tell you what you can and can't eat when you guys were sending me messages like am i allowed to have this am i allowed to have that and it triggered me because I know where it's come from. It's come from other trainers. And uh, my to me, that's the most ineffective way to be working with people, but it's a very traditional way. And, yeah, and I just think, oh, my God, I could spend that time explaining this stuff to you and it's going to change your life more than me saying, oh, don't eat sugar. Yeah, it's a waste of time. So... I hope that's helped (laughs) yes so i mean look i would ideally yeah i didn't um now that you've told me that stuff i'd ideally have some of that kind of stuff in your plan but just small amounts when i when i'm pilates trained as well when i program for um clients with those issues i'll throw in some pilates stuff but i'll generally only do A session of like four of the exercises you know like when you're in a class you've got the instructor talking you through about 20 exercises which and then you leave the class and you go oh holy shit I just forgot like 80% of that so that's why when you do it at home yes we want you doing more of that at home but just four of the most effective exercises for maybe more reps and maybe maybe it's only ten minutes but If you do it more frequently, you're going to get the the benefits versus um, you you do get a great benefit from coming to your class. But by topping it up with the stuff at home, um, you can still do the equivalent of a 45 minute class in 10 minutes a day at home or more, more arguably. So when we start breaking exercise down into looking at, at it as an amount and volume and tracking it, tracking what we're doing instead of doing random things. Um, then we can make the adjustments but it's a process just like just like your diet is.